we've been besieged by rumors of Francis's alleged imminent retirement for, well, the past couple of years, really. As a friend of mine told me, this rumor is like them throwing chum to traditional Catholics because it starts a rumor-feeding frenzy. We have another one of these rumors, and yes, I'll report on it, but I am skeptical of its veracity, and I'll tell you why. I'm only reporting on it because it comes from one of my trusted sources, and it's now everywhere, and people are talking about it. So, let's get right into this, get some clarity on what's going on. And as always, please pray for the church in these times, because if it turns out to be true, even though I don't think it is, then we'll need the prayers of the faithful to guide the cardinals of the church in the next conclave. The story comes from Italian journalist Antonio Sochi. For those not familiar with him, he is the Italian journalist best known to American audiences for his two books, The Fourth Secret of Fatima, which examines the question of whether or not the third secret was ever really fully released, and he concludes that it was not, as well as the book The Secret of Benedict XVI, which examines the papal abdication question, and his conclusions are, well, they're unique on that as well, suggesting a bifurcated papacy between Benedict and Francis. That latter book is not a theory that I personally ascribe to, but his investigation into both questions are frankly stellar, and his presentation is remarkable. I do recommend both books without reservation. Mr. Sochi broke this story late on Monday, and it's been making the rounds for a couple of days, so I'll present his case, and then I'll give you a reason why I'm not as enthusiastic about believing this rumor as some are. The story was first reported again by Antonio Sochi on his own site, AntonioSochi.com, and then has made its way to various other places, including Marco Tosati's website as well. And it has this headline, Tam Tam in the Vatican, Heir of Conclave, How and Why Pope Bergoglio Could Leave. Now, just a quick note here. For those who wonder why Sochi is calling him Bergoglio, it's a European thing. European Catholics have been calling pontiffs by their birth name, for centuries. It's just what they do. When Americans do it, it's usually a sign of disrespect, but when Europeans do it, it's just a normal thing. They called Pope Pius XII Pope Pacelli, whom they loved. So it's nothing disrespectful for those of you who actually care about showing Francis disrespect. Anyway, now Sochi is reporting that Francis is going to announce his retirement at the end of the coming synod. I have issues with that due to the nature of the coming synod, which is the start of a two-year process that will involve another synod once the first synod process is done. Now, more on that towards the end of this video. But the reporting Sochi is hearing from within the Vatican is that Francis will announce his retirement and that we could have a new pontiff in the spring. From his article, quote, In the Vatican, there is ever more insistent talk of a new conclave. Pope Francis is said to have revealed that he intends to resign. This coming December, among other things, he will turn 85, the age that Pope Benedict XVI was when he resigned. But the reason for Bergoglio's resignation would not be so much age as his physical condition, which came into the spotlight in a sudden and unforeseen way with the procedure he experienced on the 4th of July. Actually, it is said that it was not a planned procedure. It is said that even the Secretary of State Cardinal Perlin did not know about it. Furthermore, it seems that the experts handling him wanted to keep the Pope in their care longer. For the media and the Vatican, the topic of the Pope's physical state has always been problematic. Among those criticizing the official Vatican communication in this affair was above all the website Il Sismografo, which is always defined as para-Vatican because of its close ties to the Secretariat of State. It is definitely based on Bergolian positions." End quote. 
Sochi then goes on to describe some bad reporting from Il Sismografo that complained about the total lack of information about Francis during this time, including who was helping him and all that. Honestly, none of that matters, and we don't actually have the right to that kind of information, quite frankly. The papacy is not a secular office with secular checks and balances and expectations of transparency. But here's the important part. Much of this is speculation. Quote, Many questions about which the website Info Vaticana published an article titled The Physical State of the Pope is not what they are saying. The possibility that it may be physical problems, which we, are, which we all hope are not serious, leading the Pope to consider resigning is more than probable. Over the years, Pope Bergoglio has spoken several times in interviews about his possible resignation, but always as a hypothesis about a far-off future. Today it seems that it has become a present hypothesis. The first one to speak about the heir of a conclave was a longtime Vatican journalist like Sandro Magister, who on the 13th of July titled his article on his widely followed blog as follows, Conclave in View, Everyone Backing Away from Francis. In his article, however, Magister emphasized the repositioning that is currently underway, not only by Bergolian intellectuals, to whom we could also add the media, but also by cardinals considering to be the closest ones to Francis. The time has come to take distance from the reigning pope, if you aim to succeed him. In fact, the general situation of the church, which is dramatic, could also be driving the decision to resign. It is enough to recall the conflicts with the German and American episcopates, the two nations that give the most donations to the Vatican, the bleak statistics on religious practice and vocations in the past few years, the confusion that is spreading among the faithful concerning a hierarchy that seems too different with respect to the clear and authoritative magisterium of the preceding popes. Then there are the scandals, the dead end of the reform of the Curia, the trial currently underway in the Vatican, the doctrinal controversies, end quote. In other words, this is speculation, based on the behavior of some cardinals in the Vatican and on Francis's own words. He has himself said that his papacy could be short. Many have reported his imminent retirement as a fact, and that's a problem because now people think he's retiring and he could be, that rumor could be true. There's only one other bit of news pointing to a retirement, and it comes from this, but again, it probably means nothing. Headline from Huffington Post, Italy. Francis could promulgate a rule on the status of Pope Emeritus. New rules about Bergoglio's resignation, who would be working on a discipline of the role after the resignation. Now that's interesting, and is vaguely reminiscent of the things Pope St. Celestine V did before he announced his retirement, which amounted to actually promulgating a rule that said popes could in fact leave office while still alive, and then announcing his resignation immediately thereafter. But let's dive into this one. First, it cites the Antonio Sochi article I quoted extensively above, which is why I did it, so you could see the meat of that article for context. Then describing all the myriad bad news in the Vatican, including Vatican bank news and various forms of shadowy typical Vatican intrigue. Then we get this, quote, in reality, a legislative change could soon occur, which, yes, greatly worries the supporters of the Pope Emeritus. Pope Francis could soon promulgate a new law in the form of an apostolic constitution to regulate the resignation of the Pope, and especially the status following the resignation of a pontiff. This is also to avoid a whole series of misleading interpretations on the existence of two popes, on their cohabitation, on the thesis of an enlarged papacy, and on other issues which, although not having touched the vast majority of the faithful, have fed the underground poisons of the so-called Pope Vacantists, who have come to hypothesize that the only true Pope is Ratzinger. In short, it is not even excluded, although it would be sensational, that for the new law there was no Pope Emeritus at all. End quote. And actually, 
I really, really hope Francis does this. Not because I dislike Benedict, I don't, but because there is no office of Pope Emeritus. It's a bit of modernist fiction. It has never existed in the history of the Church until Benedict invented it, and it should disappear forever. There's no need for it. Popes should reign for their whole lives, even the bad popes, and really what is needed is Francis to have an interior conversion from what he is to becoming a mediocre but faithful pope. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is the source of the rumor you've been hearing. Rumors that I reported on a month ago in a previous podcast on this topic combined with Francis wanting to tighten up the rules about the so-called office of Pope Emeritus. And why would he want to tighten the office up? Do you remember when, I think it was last summer, he and Cardinal Robert Seurat were working on a book together? Benedict didn't have the authorization to do that, so he had to pull his name off the book, though most publishers refused to pull his name off of it, for very clearly obvious reasons. And yes, I said authorization. Benedict is clearly a uh, guest of the Vatican, the kind of guest who has little choice in the matter. He has a handler who goes with him everywhere in Archbishop George Gonsfein, and Benedict has a history of remaining quiet for long periods of time and then speaking out against the official line in the Vatican at the most inopportune of times for the Vatican. To give you an idea, since the Dubia was published, Benedict has spoken out against the official line more often than Cardinal Burke has by a long shot. So yes, Francis wants to tighten up the rules around the Pope Emeritus office. Hopefully he eliminates that office entirely, though I do not want Benedict silenced. If anything, this may get him to speak out more. But that remains to be seen. But I said I'd give you the reason why I'm skeptical about this resignation story, and it's simple. Francis has a big synod that starts in the fall. A synod of synods, where Rome meets with the bishops of the world, and then each of them takes the lessons of the synod and has synods in their own countries or in their own dioceses. And then after a long process, they reconvene in yet another church-wide synod. This synod I and others have described as a de facto Third Vatican Council. Francis will not resign until that whole process is over at the very least, if he resigns at all, which I do not think he will do anyway. He doesn't seem like the type. He likes having power. That much is clearly obvious, and I can't see him relinquishing that. So the coming two-year synodal process that could remake the church again is not something Francis wants to leave in the hands of a successor, even if that successor is Pope Francis II, a.k.a. Cardinal Tagle or Cardinal Zuppi. But either way you cut it, I don't suggest you follow this rumor too closely. Now again, I could be wrong. I guess we'll find out in December. I hope you found that helpful. Let me know what you think about this in the comments, please. I don't know why Novus Ordo Watch and other outlets were reporting it as if it were confirmed that he was going to retire. If you have an idea, though, let me know in the comments. As always, uh, like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help, and please pray for the church. It really needs it in this time. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.